time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Hey there, it's time for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. We are online at roadmapfinancial.com for more episodes and information about working with Glenn. And looking forward to today's show because we're going to be addressing some retirement questions. So I'll throw out some scenarios to Glenn, kind of pretending I'm somebody maybe walking into the office, Glenn, or giving you a call with something I'm thinking about from a retirement planning standpoint, seeking advice from you. And we're going to kind of get to hear your answer as if, you know, I was a real person coming in to have one of these conversations. And we've got five or six questions to go over today. And I think it's going to help us see just how broad the type of planning, I mean, you're specific in that you help people with retirement planning, but broad in that there are so many different angles and issues, problems and situations that people bring into the office each and every day to work with you. So everybody's journey is similar in that we're trying to get to retirement and get through retirement, but uh, it's pretty neat because kind of the, the issues that get us to take action or to ask those questions all end up being very different. And that's kind of fun, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Walter. All right, well, let's get into the first scenario. So let's say I come into the office, Glenn, and uh, I'm retiring in the latter half of, let's say, this year. I uh, don't know the exact date yet, but I know that I'm, I'm, out, of, I'm out of there by the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> uh, amazingly, I'll have about 16 weeks of unused vacation and sick leave that they're going to have to pay out to me. This sounds like uh, my parents' situation, that who, they don't take enough vacations. Uh, I'm told that I can take this all in my final paycheck or continue being paid on my normal schedule every two weeks for a few months after I retire. Do you think it matters which way I do it? So, you know, it, it, it probably does, Walter. What I would also suggest is, is one, uh, depending upon your particular situation, one question I would ask is, is, you know, do you need this cash flow in, in the, in, you know, in the immediate, you know, short term? You know, and, and if the answer is yes, obviously you're going to probably do one of these two options. If the answer is no, then, you know, and, and you're and you're OK for a while, you've got enough, you know, in reserves or your spouse is, you know, has his income coming in to cover things, you know, for the next little while. One of the questions you might go back and, you know, and ask your, your current employer is, is, you know, could you take that instead of taking it in a lump sum? Could you just take that and, you know, and, and, and have that go into like your 401k and, 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 and be able to add to your, you know, your retirement savings that way, depending upon your situation. That might also be a possibility. You have to check on it and see, but, but it, it might, it, there might be some advantages to doing that as well. But kind of coming back to the other, the other question is, is that, you know, well, if you're going to take it all in a lump sum or you just take it, you know, basically every couple of weeks as just, just as if you were getting, you know, you were getting paid normally, you know, you just, you're just not working. And, and so they're going to pay that out, you know, on, on the normal schedule. The, you know, I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, it's, it's probably not going to be all that different. You know, there's one place where it would make make a big difference in terms of in terms of the bottom line for, you know, for your, you know, for taxation. And that is, is would would the 16 weeks stretch into next year, depending upon when, you know, you said later in the year It's like, well, you know, would, would part of that 16 weeks end up being into, you know, the, the following tax year as well? That's one thing. If not, if it's all going to be this year. What's going to happen is, though, if you take a lump sum, the withholdings on that is going to be greater, you know, than than it would be if you were to just take it out, you know, you know, on the on the regular schedule for the for the two weeks, you know, uh, for every two weeks in getting a paycheck. 
at the end, like I say, the, when you when you file your tax return, it'll all get reconciled, and if they overwithheld, and you you'd end up getting a refund. However, you'd have to be waiting until you know probably you know April, May, June, depending upon when you filed your taxes next year to get that money back. So if you need that cash flow and you and you're and you're used to that normal withholding, you probably want to stretch it out. If not, and you you have a you have a you know a big need for something, maybe you take the lump sum. Those are some of the things that you might you might consider, as well as you know what I was talking about too. Is you know is it possible to to you know to end up you know moving it into your four hundred one k or into your retirement plan? That might also be something. As as always, Walter, it's it's never a one size fits all, and you can't say well absolutely you should do it this way or you should do it that way. They, you know you just want to look at whether the pros and the cons, and then you know probably have a conversation you know with you know with an advisor you know about your particulars because the yeah, chances are when we start when we start talking about some of the details additional questions pop up and the, sometimes you know one or two of those questions can change the you know what the what the right answer is you know pretty dramatically and pretty quickly if if there's a, a little bit more information involved yeah, that's a really good point and uh a great way to kind of begin that retirement planning conversation and uh, what a great position to be in to have a little bit of that extra oomph at the end of the working career uh, to add to that final paycheck all right, uh, let's uh, we'll rotate through meeting over with the first client, and so uh, next one's coming through the door, Glenn, and uh, this one is also uh, quite ready to retire. And uh, and let's say I come in and I say, you know what? But here's the problem: I'm ready to go, but I'm not old enough for Medicare for another six months. I, I just can't do it. I can't make it the extra six months. I gotta get out of here. Or do you have to deliver me some bad news? Should I just stick with it and stick it out until I can get that Medicare eligibility? Well, uh, guess what, Walter? <laughs> You're going to say stick it out, aren't you? <laughs> well, it, it probably, I mean, it, it's, you know, sticking it out is certainly, is certainly, you know, a, is a solution and it may or may not be a solution that you, that, you know, that, that everybody might want to hear, but it certainly can solve the issue. Now the, there are other, there, there may be another possibility as well. You know, you can look to, um, you know, you can look to if you're, if you're married, you know, some plans, you know, might allow for, you know, that, that that could possibly be considered a life-changing event and maybe open enrollment, you know, wouldn't necessarily come into play if your, if your spouse, you know, had the ability to, you know, to add you to their plan, you know, and then that's something that you might even look at anyway. It might, it might be worthwhile, you know, moving over to the the spouse's plan versus you know just going straight on to medicare you know a lot of times folks don't look at that as 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 a possibility and you know there are some i's to dot and t's to cross but the you know there are there are situations where that's possible and it also sometimes makes sense so you know you you don't just automatically you know just say okay well here's here's the situation should i stick it out or not well there's more questions there Right. And, and and with more questions, there becomes more answers and so forth. But there's also the possibility as well. You know, typically in most scenarios that, you know, there's there's the possibility of COBRA and there's certain you know rules around, you know, around how, you know, how to take, you know, how, you know, making yourself eligible for COBRA. You know, you can, you know, you, there there there's there's some scenarios where it's like, you know, you can you can make retroactive payments to COBRA, you know, so it's there again, there's more more there's more to it and so you'd have to kind of sit down and say okay here's here's the you know the exact dates here's the exact situation here are the other plans that I have access to you know and then once you have 
you know, all of that information, then you can kind of, then you can kind of sort it out and, you know, and determine whether or not it makes sense or not. You know, there may, there may be other, other possibilities too, besides what I just talked about. There might be the ability to, you know, to move into a, um, you know, a marketplace plan for a, for a short time, you know, because you have a life changing event. Again, those are some questions that we just need to explore, but the easy thing, you know, in terms of just, you know, quick answer is to stick it out, but that, that may or may not be, you know, something that we want to just, you you know, make the assumption on. So, you know, we, you know, we, we need to do a little analysis as, as you can see. Yeah. A little further analysis needed. And, you know, that's going to be the moral of any of these stories, right? Somebody comes into the office sure. and asks you a question like this. We're talking about starting points here. Obviously you're not just going to have kind of a quick answer and then be like, all right, see you later. Uh, because it's, these are always going to unpack more questions and uh, deeper levels of financial and retirement planning kind of, you know, layered in there. So these are just good conversation starters and illustrate, you know, what motivates people to finally kind of rise up and say, all right, I need the help of a financial advisor to help me address something because, you know, something has happened in life or I've reached a particular point where, hey, I just, I've got something else I need a deeper look at. And that's where a lot of this begins. So two good examples to start things off on this episode, Glenn. Here's a third scenario. I walk in and I say, you know what, Glenn, there's no way I'm going to spend through my savings during my life. So I'll end up even quite a bit to my kids, but they'll probably be in their 40s or 50s when that happens. And I feel like they could use the money more now while they're in their 20s and 30s to help with things like student loan payoff and home purchases. So should I start giving money away to the kids now while I'm living? Right. So perhaps, <laughs> right? Maybe so, maybe not, right? It, it, you know, of course, uh, there's always there, there's always the depends, you know, um, you know, caveat that you know that we that we look at. Let's assume for the moment that your that your basic assumptions are right, and that, that you're not going to you know spend through it all, and you've got a you've got a plan in place, and you know that where you're you know that you have reliable income throughout, and you're and everything is all good. Right. Let's make that assumption. That, that's that's a pretty big assumption in a lot of in a, a lot of times. But and if that's not the case, obviously you need to go through that process and make sure that you have your plans in place before you even think about it. Right. But let's assume that, that for the moment that that's that that's the case. Well, now you you have to start thinking about there. There are some rules about gifting, right? And there, you know, and and there, and there's you know, if you go, you know, if you go over certain limits, then you know, you may have to file gift tax returns. And you know, although you could potentially give to your adult child and their spouse, you know, and and you can spread it out over a number of years. And so there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways of doing things, but the, it can be a very very powerful strategy to begin to do that, but. I would do, you know, I would make sure that you have a plan in place, you know, in terms of a giving plan and that giving plan, you know, and, you know, that should be, you know, you should have it in place before you even go to there to make sure that your planning is, is you know, is, is set in place. Don't just make the assumption, oh, I've got all these assets and there's no way I could possibly ever go through them. I don't need a plan because I'm going to be, I'm going to be just fine because, you know, stuff happens, right? And, you know, there, there can be long-term care events. There can be, you know, you know, changes in the economy, you know, and what you're, what you're holding in your accounts or the property that you're holding, you know, may, may experience some difficulties. And, you know, you may, you're, you're still going to have the need to, you know, to draw in, in a consistent income. Is it going to last as easily as you think it's going to? Again, maybe it will, maybe it won't, but you want to make sure that you've got a plan in place and not just make the assumption, right? Because they, you know what they say when you, and when you assume, right? 
and you don't want to be there. So, you know, the answer is it, it could well be, and and it's and and you know, adult children would really appreciate obviously having a you know having a you know hand up you know when they're when they're early on and they can you know get rid of some of those the debts and the interest payments and all of those things. But you just make sure you're taking care of yourself first. It's kind of like you know, Walter, when you when you get on the plane and they're and they're explaining you know the, in case the plane starts to go down and they drop the you know the uh, the oxygen mask, they always tell you put your mask on first before you help your you know your your neighbor right i mean it's that's kind of the scenario make sure that you're taken care of so that you're able to then you know take care of you know and, and do these other things if, if that's if that's your aim and that's your desire mm, that's a great point yeah help yourself first uh in a way to not be selfish but to be able to then help those others so make sure right. you're fully funded that there's no question marks or anything like that before you just start giving away uh, those life savings, and then you know you don't want to do all of that and be so generous that you put yourself in danger, and then have to lean on those same people for support. That's that's not a great solution. So it's it's a kind of that sounds like a proceed with caution kind of thing. <laughs> yes, there's a flashing yellow light there. It doesn't mean that you know that you're going to absolutely stop and not do anything, but it does mean that it's like okay, there's there's probably a few questions that we want to make sure we have answered first. That would definitely requires more exploration. Uh, again, if you want to get in touch with Glenn, if you've got a question that's similar to what you're hearing on the show today, these are just some examples of how people often begin the conversation with Glenn when they come in to meet and to visit. You can get in touch by calling 336-291-3535, 336-291-3535, or go to RoadmapFinancial.com. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. These are fun, Glenn, so let's do a few more. Uh, let's say I come in and I say, I've got a weird situation, Glenn. I've been very aggressive about funding my IRAs and 401ks over the years, so I have close to $2 million in those accounts. I'm, I'm feeling good about that. But I'm only 54 and suddenly find myself needing cash for a major home repair that I didn't expect. Uh, I feel a little bit poor because I have less than $5,000 in the bank because all my money's tied up into retirement accounts. Should I just take money out of the IRA and eat the penalty that I have to pay for taking it out early? Yeah, so, well... You know, you really would like to try to avoid that penalty. I guess you know one of the key questions that I would have here is is that there's you know or I, one of the caveat is is that there's not really enough information here to to know exactly what to do because typically folks have a little bit more resources you know and and you know and possibilities you know as to what they can do and and how they can do it. You know, maybe there's just five thousand dollars in the bank and maybe there's a there's a you know significant amount of money in the retirement accounts. But, you know, I mean, is there is there home equity? Right. Is, you know, is there the the ability to maybe have a line of credit? Is there the ability to possibly finance the, you know, this home improvement? In a lot of cases in today's world, you know, you can find you can find very low interest rates and possibly even zero interest rates, you know, in in terms of in terms of doing home improvements and, and those kinds of things. So there there's there's a there's a number of there's a number of possibilities that are that are being left out of this particular example. You know, I mean, certainly there are situations to possibly. Possibly look at you know maybe drawing money out of a out of an IRA or possibly a Roth IRA, and there are certain situations where you where you can access some of that money you know without penalty you know, and and I don't want to go into the weeds of all of that because we we'd be here the rest of the day, but you know I would I would try to look look to those accounts last right. 
and you know and look to see are there are there other ways or is there are there other possibilities there chances are if you've been that um conscientious about saving then you've probably done a pretty good job of you know paying your bills and you you have probably a pretty good you know credit score and there there might be there might be some ways of being able to uh to you know to do this home improvement you're probably a good shopper too and if you find something and you you, you can do get it done at a good price you know having a little bit of interest added to that probably is you're still going to probably end up with a, with a pretty good deal. So I would be kind of thinking along those lines first. Um, but again, we'd, we'd need more details to, to, to find the right thing. But I, I really have a bias to try to protect those retirement accounts because you, you don't want to pay you know, extra taxes and penalties. And you also don't want to get into the habit of starting to draw in, into those accounts, you know, just too soon because in doing that it's like well that 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 was that seemed painless and I could do that and then, and then all of a sudden you know you, you start going back there on a you know on a regular basis it's almost like open the door that you you don't want to you don't want to open that door quite yet if it seems okay then you start doing it more suddenly you impact what your future plans might have been are you with me Walter I'm with you all the way, and that does make a lot of sense, Glenn, and something we should all, I think, consider at this point um, is if we're we're being aggressive, too aggressive in one area, might likely means we've got a weakness in another area. That kind of highlights that scenario a little bit. A good problem to have, right? Like, <laughs> rather than a good problem to have. I don't have $2 million saved for retirement, and I have a big expense coming up. So we don't want to overshadow that success, certainly, if someone's in a situation like that. But th- there's uh, some important balance that we always have to keep in mind, it sounds like. All right, let's move on to another uh, person coming into the office today. Glenn, it's been a busy day, so uh, you've been full of appointments. And uh, I'm coming in now, and I'm saying, you know what? I think we're at the bottom of the market, Glenn. I think we have finally hit it, and we're going to finish way up in the second half of the year. Is it time to load up on stocks? Do, do you agree? Yeah, well, I'd like to know um, where, you know, I mean, it, you have a crystal ball. <laughs> my my Maybe. gut, Glenn. It's my gut. It's your, it's your gut. Okay. Well, you know, uh, it's you know uh, that that would be that would be a tricky one, right? I mean, again, it can maybe you know. I think one of the key questions there is is that you know what do we mean by load up? I mean, have you have you moved all you know a whole bunch of money to cash and and you know and you 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 know you sold a you know at really big highs and you know and then markets came down. Or did you kind of write it down, but you've got some extra cash laying aside? You know, how old are you? You know, you know, what do we mean by quote unquote load up? You know, I mean, that might mean significantly different things to different people. The other thing is, is you know, are you talking about individual, you know, individual companies? Are you talking about, you know, funds, that, you know, that are, you know, that have a lot of diversification to them? We need to have more information there about a lot of different things. But, you know, the, the thing is, is so, you know, and you also have to ask the question, you know, is this is this um, retirement money that you that you're going to need to have? Or is this kind of, you know, some extra, mo- you know, mad money that 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 you that you feel like, you know, hey, you can take a flyer on and be more speculative with, you know, the, those those kind of things are going to are going to lead us to different answers depending upon the particular situation. So, you know, there's you know, there's there's nothing wrong with having some of that that, that extra, you know, quote unquote, mad money that, that you know, that you that you feel like you can be a little bit more speculative on but just make sure that it's it's truly extra money right and it's, it's not the money that you're going to absolutely positively need particularly in the shorter term or in the next few years does that make sense walter yeah that does make sense uh definitely follow you on that angle and that question uh th- this is where we need a little bit something deeper than just the gut feelings right 
Well, we need more gut feelings, and we also need to have, beyond the gut feelings, we obviously need to know the context, right, and some more information and some more facts, and, you know, and, and you know, who are you, how old are you, you know, you know, what are you, when are you going to need this money, are you going to need this money, you know, there's, there, you know, is this going to be money that you're going to pass on to, you know, to kids and grandkids? There's an awful lot there that, that, that that's missing in the scenario, and so, you know, that we, we've got to answer some questions before we know, you know, got to ask questions before we know what the answer is are right yeah that's a good point very good point all right it's almost the end of the day glenn one more person come into the office i'm 61 years old i've never had a financial advisor and if i've made it this far on my own surely i can make it the rest of the way right well again maybe (laughs) right so if you've if you've come along you've come this way and you've done a good job i mean first of all congratulations right because you know not everybody has has done that by age 61. But the thing that we've got to kind of think about is, is that, you know, to this point, you've been in the accumulation years, you've been saving for retirement. And now you're going to be making the transition to actually living in retirement. So you have to have a certain level of preservation strategy and distribution strategy, you know, and, and so what we what we've got to, you know, look at is, is do, you know, do you have, a, I mean, what reliable streams of income are you going to have in retirement? You know, are you going to have social security? Chances are you probably will. Are you married? You know, is your, is your spouse older than you are? Are they younger than you are about the same age? You know, what resources do they have? You know, you know, when are you going to collectively, you know, turn on social security benefits? Is it going to be one first and then another one a few years down the line? There's a lot to that. And, and those kinds of questions are, you know, are retirement income planning questions that really don't have a whole lot to do with how you've invested and how you've had your retirement accounts grow over the years, right? It's a totally different mindset and, and questions that have to be asked to, you know, what are you asking your money to do? Up to this point, you've been asking your money to grow and you've and, and maybe you were, you were good at positioning it in the right places, but, you know, are you going to be as, as, as adept at being able to, you know, turn that into your own pension, so to speak, and make sure that you have the ability to draw money out, you know, consistently and have it be reliable and not have big drawdowns because, you know, the, the odds are if you've saved, you know, a nice sized nest egg, you've probably been doing it for a while and you've seen lots of market ups and market downs and you probably haven't, you know, drawn much of, if any money out of there, at the, you know, during that time you've been putting money away. Well, now all of a sudden when you start transitioning into retirement, you're going to have to start drawing money out, and that's a whole that, that that's that's a whole another kettle of fish, so to speak. That's other skill sets. There's other strategies, and all of that. And are you prepared for that? And number number one, and number two, do you have access to all of the different types of financial products, and you know, and and and, and vehicles that you know that you may want to you know consider and utilize. You know, you, we we have the the old saying is is you don't know what you don't know. Right. And, and if and if all you know is, is like, hey, I've, I've had my 401k and IRAs and and I've put these things in these different these different, um, you know, market based and, you know, uh, accounts and they and I've had the, the, the good and bad fortune of, of market movements. You know, there there are a lot of other things out there that are designed to help, you know, preserve capital and have money last, you know, and, and you can potentially take a portion of your of your nest egg and create your own personal pension plan and, and, and have that work question is, is do you have access to those things and do you have that skill set or are you going to be kind of starting from scratch and are you do you really want to you know experiment and hope that you get it right 
or do you want to, you know, explore and maybe find an advisor that can help guide you? I would just say that, you know, if you're if you're if you've been this person that's that's saved and you've done pretty well, the kind of advisor that you're probably looking for is somebody who can who can work with you as as like a team versus, you know, a lot of a lot of folks have this idea of an advisor is is that, you know, you just turn all your money over to them and then they then they work wonders, right? Or that or that that's what the advisor is going to ask you to do. And certainly there are advisors out there that that are going to ask you to do that. But there are other advisors out there that that will say, well, hey, let's let's work on this together, and you know, and you know, let me understand what your objectives are and what your concerns are, and then you know, let me share my knowledge with you, and let's take a look and see how we can how we can you know do this working together forward. And an awful lot of times, you know, you know, two heads are better than one, if that makes sense. Does make sense, Glenn, and I think that's very helpful to get that perspective as well as with all of these questions. Uh, that I threw out at you today. All right, it's the end of the day. You made it through all the appointments. You helped a lot of people. Thanks, Glenn. You're able to. You can go home now and uh, get all a good right. night's rest. And we'll do it all again tomorrow, right? <laughs> good deal, Walter. Let's do it. Fantastic. Uh, again, if you've got questions like these, hopefully this illustrates a great way to kick off those conversations with Glenn and shows you that no matter what it is that's on your mind, if you're worried about passing money on to another generation or you're thinking about how aggressive to be in your savings and that right balance of what's in an emergency fund versus 401ks and IRAs, worrying if you have enough money to make it through retirement, what if you want to retire early? You know, a lot of people have different things that they're most concerned about to begin the retirement planning conversation and you can see it's not that painful to ask those questions and to start diving into the you know nitty and gritty of it all so if you have these kinds of questions of your own reach out and talk one-on-one with glenn you can call 336-291-3535 336-291-3535 or go to roadmapfinancial.com and have a conversation that way by clicking on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page to set up that time to visit that's RoadmapFinancial.com. For Glenn Wasseller, I'm Walter Storholt, and we will talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 